Hello and welcome to the Knock On KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast involving Carlo Kenny and Tolo. And we have Tom Crotty uh, to my left uh, from Carlo Rugby Football Club or Carlo Football Club or, or whatever it is called these days, Tom. Yeah. Uh, Paddy Brown from Tolo. And uh, we don't have James Blanchfield tonight. James is tied up, uh, but we will cover a bit of Kenny as well. Lads, how's it going? All good, Steve. Good now. Lovely, lovely weather we're having. We're recording this on a Friday afternoon. Oh, good, yeah. It's a, uh, it's just it's proper winter out there now. And um, lads, as well, we'll start Tom with you and uh, the big derby, the Division One B derby last week. Is uh, took the trip down to Folkestone, and just came away happy out with that one. Um, and well deserved as well. Yeah. Uh, I look at it because it, um, it is everything that a derby had had in it, you know. Uh, we were expecting Kilkenny to uh, to really start the game and come at us hard because of the they had two they had two previous losses or lost before and so they were trying to get back on winning ways and we were trying to uh, you know just keep keep ticking along. Um, it was uh, a very physical game. Uh, game started off. We got a we got our uh, we got a quick try. Um, got up there, got into their twenty-two. Uh, worked hard, and uh, ball came out, and uh, Ben Crotty scored on the wing. Um, missed their conversion, so five nil. Um, they kind of came back at us. So we were playing the good, like we were playing, we were playing decent enough rugby. Um, then ball went. To, we had, we were in possession of the ball, just kind of inside our, our half, and. Ball was over and uh, on the touch on the clubhouse, the clubhouse touchline, and the pass was given and it was a, a fumble and kind of a knock on and the Kilkenny winger just landed. He couldn't ask for better. Just landed in his hands and completely caught his off foot and uh, he went from just uh, between around the ten meter all the way all the way straight in for a try and they got the conversion. So. It was uh, a repeat of uh, we were looking. I was looking at it, it was near a repeat of Dundalk at that stage. You know they were after getting the try straight after us, and um, but uh, we had it like we had an awful an awful lot of possession, and we played like we were playing really really well. Um, but it just to certain aspects of our game definitely need, needed to be. Um, a little bit more cuteness, uh, especially in the line-out. Um, Wes Carter, Kilkenny uh, 7, as everyone knows, Wes plays Leicester Juniors and Court has been around for a long, long time. But uh, Wes is um, cute as be damned when it comes to line-out play and kept a lot of movement through his movement to make us go for make us go for into kind of false insecurity. Maybe going for a ball at the back of the line-out when we shouldn't have gone for the ball at the back of the line-out. And, but... Uh, no, look, we um, Kenny then got a penalty. Then we got a we got a penalty, and uh, it was ten eight. And then we got another penalty. It was eleven ten. Um, then uh, Kenny got a try, a mall try. We just got cut, got cut in the hop again, again from the again from the line out. Um, it was eleven seventeen. Um, I can look. With our pack play, we played well around the field. We um, probably weren't our attack play probably wasn't as accurate as we wanted it, as we wanted it to be. 
Um, but uh, we powered on in the second, powered on in the second half, and Scott Neil got or Scott Neil got a try on under the post, and uh, we got we got we got the conversion, and that that would left us. Uh, that left us um uh, were a point ahead. Um then we set up again just outside the just outside twenty two in front of the post and uh Richie White got a superb drop goal, which was kind of you know, in the time it kinda of suited us we need it got to be I mean it meant they had to go up and score a try. So that that left us um that left us twenty one seventeen. But Kenny walked up along and uh we had a combination of errors. Um, we had a misruling on our winger was uh, Richie took a kick inside the twenty two. Was uh, but our winger came from behind the depth, or behind the try line, which we thought to buy. He thought wasn't an offside position, but it is by the rule of the ref on the day. He said it was an offside position, so. They ended up getting a penalty, kicked the corner. They got a try, missed the conversion. So we were down to a one-point game. They were winning. There was a, a minute and a half left on the clock. Um, minute and a half left on the clock when um, they t- after they took their conversion. So we kicked the ball, to, kicked the ball back in as as tight to try and compete, but um, we didn't retain their possession. But they did a couple of rooks, one after the other. They were kind of going. Being honest, they probably they, I I heard that they were screaming, you know, into the pocket to kick for touch, and uh, it was uh, Dan Daniel and uh, I can't run the forward. Run the forwards just decided they had no choice, but they just clattered, absolutely clattered the rook, and sent Kenny backwards, and the ball was just left in the it was left in the open, and uh, Wes Carter just made a silly mistake, turned around from an offside position, picked up the ball. And passed it to one of his own players, and we got a penalty. And it was a very difficult kick, but um, in fairness, it was uh, Ben Crotty's got up and uh, planted it straight through the middle of the post. The final whistle blew. We won by two points, so oh. you couldn't get any more of a derby. Dramatic. And Paddy, that was probably what Tolo would have done to us in so many times. So I. It wasn't paying you back, but we got something back. We <laughs> took no pleasure in it whatsoever, Tom. It just happened. We yeah, took well, no pleasure in whatsoever. I'm sure you <laughs> did. But you know what that feeling is when you uh, and it, like, in fairness to Benley, he had um, he didn't have a great game off the tee in um, in Dundalk, so we were. Uh, it was good to see him back in form. But look, there was it was one of those days. We were definitely Kenny got a couple of injuries. Like it was really a fifty-fifty game. Um, the Kenny got a couple of injuries. Were probably it didn't help their cause at all. Um, uh, they lost. They lost their number eight, and they lost a couple of front row players, and uh, we ended up with uncontested scrums. And you know, kind of got a bit messy in that way. But like, we play good rugby. We probably weren't the lads know themselves. Probably weren't as accurate um, as we should have been. But what I did, what we have noticed this year, there is a bit of grit and a bit of fight there. That like a lot of times. You know that try would have been scored in the corner, and the heads would have been down. And there's no way we would have ever come back. But there was a fight there right to the end to get the to get the score. Um, like there was a couple of really really good performances. Scott Neal came off the off the bench in the second half. Um, had an unbelievable game, and he came on. Uh, Paddy Rogers, young prop. Our two front rows were um both under twenty one. 
uh, our Titan or loose starting props were uh, both under 21 years of age, which is massive for a, a 1B junior game. Like, um, so hats off to Paddy, like, he, he played extremely, extremely well. Um, who were they, Tom? One was Tiger Rowan, who was the other prop? Paddy Rogers. All oh, right, okay. Um, Paddy would have played a little bit of kind of uh, would have played southeast and he kind of might have gone to the trials of kind of and lens to youth, but uh. Paddy's aggressive. He's just just dogged, you know. He's just one of those young lads. A very straight shooter. Takes no messing like he'll always, you know, if there's something wrong, he'll tell you straight to your face and just and never has no fear, but he put in a couple of really put in a couple of a couple of big hits. Um Ben had a superb game off the tee. You have to have to note him. I mean, I have to say like that the I know he's related to me in a way. But hats <laughs> off to him. That kick I every everyone was couldn't, you know, had their backs turned to were afraid to look to see what would happen and it was done. So look, I have to give them the praise where praise is due. Um you know, there's uh defensive defensively the two centres were all, were really, really good. Um uh, Ian Atkinson and Dave and Dave McDermott, you know, both of those were, were superb in defence and, and then a ten uh Noah Cope again I have to mention him. He's getting better every week. He's only young scrum half. He's only he's only eighteen years of age, you know. So there's a lot of lads there learning and we're very happy with that. Um a win is a win. We probably need to. I mean, we need to score more tries. But look, the lads, we know that ourselves. And go, we're in a good place. If we're fourth in the league, we're still we're still have to play Kildare. We still, you know, the top two. We still play Kildare. We still have to play Boyne. I know we've played them away, and we've played a tie at home. So two home games out of the top three. We've two of those at home and one away. So look, we're there, thereabouts. Um, we're happy enough the way the prison season's going. Probably left points behind. Sure, look. As I said, um, other times I don't know whether we would have got that win or not. Our game management was much, much better. It's getting better every week. Um, as We've a massive game coming up against Table Toppers, Kildare. They're a fantastic side. They're just um, all the commentary coming back from them is that they're a totally different kettle of fish this season. Um, they've always had a good pack, but they seem to have uh, a back line to kind of match it this year. So um, Kildare seem to be the one to beat. Um, and then we have that next weekend. Uh, our seconds then, our seconds got uh, a bit of uh, a dickin. Probably we were missing a couple of the older players in the uh, a couple of older players in the in on the team, and uh, yeah, and I'd say there was a bit of complacency coming down because we we're after having we were unbeaten, um, had a massive win last weekend, uh, like a points wise up in Dundalk and. Uh, we didn't really have any. We we had no real leader of someone to control the game. Just just not. I'm not talking about the quality of the player, young players that were on the pitch, but just um, we just missed that leadership. Somebody to control the game, um, you know, from an hour half, whatever. Just just to know when to kick, when to settle down. The game. We were just kind of all over the place. And look, Fergus Kilkenny, they have a, a very good, strong second size there. And um, look, they they handled us. As I say, they gave us a bit of a dicking, which we weren't, which wasn't a good thing. But look, the lads are left to lick their wounds and uh, get back on the saddle. There's only one point between now between themselves and a tie, so we it, every it's all to play for. Um, it's not the end of the world, uh, but we'd like to uh, hopefully now get back on the saddle. They're fit to play Kildare next weekend, so if they can get a win there, they're you know they're back again, and then they, then it'll be down to. They'll play a tie the following week, so um, 
the couple of lads I have to mention, uh, Dara, Dara Brennan played extremely well, and um, you know another another young young lad. He's only twenty one years of age, and he's been kind of tipping around with the youths and stuff. And and uh, Dara had uh, probably one of the better players on the pitch, and it was good to see our tight head uh, Benny back. He's we thought he was retired. Um, he would have played an awful lot with it. You know, would have played would have been our starting tight head for years on the on the first. Uh, did his knee and uh, we thought he was finished, but he's going to try and give a little bit a little bit more time. And you know, it's it's great to see him back in and back in the fray. And but they've as I said, like very a very young side. Um, but they've all to play for coming forwards. Um, the youths kind of had a they had a a mixed bag. The fifteens had a. The fifteens had a good win up and up at Tullamore. Um it's good to see them back because they were at the end of the, I have to give them I have to give their whole management and coaching squad a bit of a, a thumbs up because um uh, the end of last season they had they were short players and they were honestly thinking that they, they might be out the field this year, they might have to join the sixteens and I don't know what's happened to them, but they've really got their act together and they've pulled in players and they like they're starting to get a couple of results under their belt. So I'm delighted delighted for them. Um, the 16s uh, went to Kilkenny. I know they were missing a couple of players, but uh, I was talking to Derek Cope and Derek said, look, they, Kilkenny were just a, a totally better side on the day and uh, they gave them a good scotch. And they watched the 18s at home. 18s beat um, Mullingar again in the last in the last few minutes of the game. Um, did really, really well. Um, they were missing a couple and I have to say Mullingar had a couple of Irish under uh, two Irish under eighteens on the uh, on the team at uh, one of them at out half and they still managed to get the win out so um and they're a very young side an awful lot of them are, are last year's sixteens there's only one or two of this of last year's eighteens on it. So um I have to give them a a, a, a mention that uh, because they're they're improving week in, week out and they're very, very good numbers at, at training. And the rest of them then that's that's the only reports I got in from them so uh, I think the rest of the youths are still doing all right. The girls, uh, I don't have a result for the 14th. The 16s had their first loss against Tullamore. They were unbeaten all season so far. They won 16 rhinos. But uh, look, I, I that's probably going to be do them the you know it's probably a blessing in disguise. It's probably grounded them a bit. Um, I wouldn't be too worried about them. I know they'll come back this week and God help them. They're playing. They're, they're playing after the weekend, so I know they'll be. Uh, Hungry to get a win there, so look. Sometimes in a league, you need to be brought back to earth and get your get grounded and go again. I think they probably went up a little bit, a little bit um, complacent, and that won't happen again. I know Kira Kinch definitely won't allow that to happen with them again. She, I I think they had a. I was with them last night. They had a good transition last night. I think they had a tough transition Tuesday. Um, our under eight, the under eighteen rhinos again. They, we had our. We had a league match against Panthers, which is Terrenures, Etonians, and Belvedere. Um, oh, it was only ah unbelievable. Like it, this is what we're saying about last week, and you know, two there's two AIL women's teams there, and uh, they have to combine to produce. And they, I think they only came out twelve. But I have to say, they were, look, they were brilliant. They came down. Uh, the under 18s won well. Um, a couple. Of, they played really, really well. They, they they started well from the start. Um, a couple of girls really played outstanding. Colleen Dwyer and 
Georgia Kelly and Faye Elliott and Hannah, those um, Chloe, there's a few um, had really really good games. So they're uh, the under eighteen runners have an awful lot of talent. It's just it's just unfortunate they're kind of caught with with leaving certs and there's a lot of girls doing their leaving cert and some are, are they're helping out the ladies on the bench on the Sundays and they train they have to train with them on a Wednesday. So we're a little bit all over the shop and our league isn't great because. Again, this combination of teams that the Dublin side is just not feeling. Um, I think we we've only had two league games this year. This year so far, we've had three uh, cry offs. A cry off again this weekend. But hopefully, after Christmas, this is going to change and we'll get promoted up to a different division. And that is all from Carlo. Lovely. That's stuff, Tom. Plenty of news there. Congratulations on the win as well. Um, Paddy, how did you get on last weekend? Gory. Yeah, we were down away to Gory, uh, first and seconds, and uh, we we had a good win against Gory first, thirty two nineteen, and the seconds were narrowly beaten twenty one nine twenty one nineteen. But the uh, the the first match was one that we probably needed to win after two narrow defeats the previous two weeks for, uh, to uh, Sea Point and to, to Ashburn. Both games probably we should have got something out of it, but we didn't, and so we were we needed to go to bottom of the table, Gory, and to to do something. And you know, while Gory haven't had a a win and they're down as low as two points, three points they're on, but uh, they still, you know, they were starting to improve in their previous results. They ran weekly to a few couple of points the previous week. Uh, we were uh, obviously going to to take home the points if we could. But we were missing a few of the four backs. We were missing Aka, Jack Hanlon, Ryan O'Neill and Jack Johnson. So we were missing four probably starting backs. Uh, we were lucky that we had um, John, John O'Brien was available, even though he was was committed to Leinster on Sunday over in Dragons. But he actually didn't go to the team. He flew out himself at nine o'clock that night and played the full match. Um, we, we, we were lucky to get a guy from the college as well, Diego Sanchez, an Argentinian. He stepped in for his first match and Johnny's younger brother, David, uh, had to step in at, at, at scrum half. Johnny Tobin's younger brother, David Tobin. So he's been playing a couple of matches now with him. We were uh, missing a few, so and he did very, very well. Uh, so, as I said, we were lucky to have those. There. But look, we started very well. Um, Sean was playing first centre, and uh, Gareth Fitzgerald was out half. And they just ran everything. And um, Sean didn't take on one ball. Every ball went through him. He passed. His passing was absolutely superb. Uh, and as a result, the, 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 the guys played wonderful rugby in the first half. And we got three backs tries uh, and uh, looked to be cruising. Uh, but for whatever reason, and, and I have to say the forwards were dominating at that stage. And the likes of Stevie Smith and Jack McDonald, Stevie nearly played the full match. And that doesn't happen too often. And, you know, Jack McDonald was, got called, but there was a lot of power there. Uh, Fionn Hickey, Colm Gorry, you know, there were the, the, the old guys came up to the plate. So, we, uh, anyway, whatever happened in the second half, uh, Gorey were very fit and they, they weren't throwing the towel and they were quite determined. And then a brilliant out half, uh, he, he was a superb kicker. Um, and they, uh, they came right back into the game. I think we made a few mistakes. We made a lot, our substitutions probably came on a bit early and seemed to disrupt the flow. But, but whatever happened anyway, uh, we went from position of being 25 uh, 7 to 25 19. They got two converted tries uh, in that first half of the second half. So all of a sudden, we were, we were looking at uh, uh, damage limitation and six points down. And uh, it, it, it was 
Tartus looking a bit dodgy and their backs were really up at that stage. Um, they did kick a ball long uh, to clear a ball when we were attacking and Adam Johnson caught the ball in the full-back position and he made the most brilliant run I've ever seen. He, he must have sidestepped about 10 players and he didn't start to... He was huge speed, of course, but he also had to do a lot of sidesteps and he eventually passed the ball to Sean just under the post and who passed it to Mark McDermott and he got a try under the post. So that, that took the pressure off. We converted and that put the score back to 32-19. But I'm just making the point that Gordy weren't uh, rolling over and uh, I, I, I think they are starting to get their season in order. So that, that that's how the game went. It wasn't certainly... As the final scoreline suggested, it wasn't as easy as that, particularly in that second half. Um, so the table then is is interesting in that Seapoint and Monkstown are pulling ahead. But there was a few results that kind of probably went our way um, in that Monkstown were only drew at home with Wicklow. But Wicklow were the second from bottom. So it means that we're that those two teams are on 25 and 24 points, respective on 19, and we're on 18. And then Setonians... Ashburn, Wicklow and Gorey below us. So we're, you know, we're in a reasonably good position considering we're after losing a few matches. And uh, the next two matches will tell. We have no match this coming weekend, but we have two home matches then. Monkstown at home, who are one of the, 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 the pace setters. And we have a return match with Ashburn at home. So look, at, uh, if, we, if we were able to win those two, we'd certainly be pushing up the, up the table. But... Uh, Monkstown won't be simple, certainly. And neither game will be simple. Um, so th- that, that, that's coming up. So, yeah, um, as I say, a bit like 1A um, with Tildara Seapoint and Monkstown seem to be the pace setters there. But the rest of the teams are all beating each other. And the fact that Wicklow drew with Monkstown last week certainly uh, raised a few eyebrows in, in that particular uh, game. Our seconds... Um, had a, a, a cracker of a game. It was the the the, low, the lead changed places very many times. And Gory, like Carlo against Kenny's first, Gory seconds got a penalty to win a twenty one nineteen the last kick of the game. But it was a real cracker of a game. And like our as I said last week, uh, our seconds are a very young team, and a lot of changes because of the injuries on the first. And you know they were they did really well uh, in those circumstances. And it's great to see. From our point of view, as I said last week, it's great to see the seconds uh, being so competitive at this time of the year. We've had a problem at this time of the year in recent seasons, so it, it was good. So, look, at we, were, we we came home happy enough and we stopped in the dying cow. It was a long time since we were down in Gory, so it was great to have that particular journey and stop in the dying cow. We haven't done that for a while, uh, just like the old days. But anyway, uh, Gory is always a good place to go to and a lot of old friends down there. So that was a pleasant day. Our ladies played on Sunday and had another huge win uh, against Mullingar, 47-21. And I think they scored nine tries. Uh, so it was a, it was a massive uh, performance. And Mullingar weren't weak like Mullingar where were pushing us all the way up to early into the second half. So it wasn't a complete, you know, our, our girls just pulled away in the second half. So they are really going well at the moment. And, um, We've no, our first of no, none of our teams have matches at the weekend. Are the senior teams, the the, the men, women, are the winner are the women. Uh, we've only three junior matches, uh, so it'll be a quite weekend. We really won't have much to say to you next week, uh, Stephen. But um, just comment on the juniors. Tom, Tom went through the, some of the results there with the girls. Our junior boys had mixed results. Uh, our our, our under 18s were beaten again by a week though, strong with your time team. 
uh, and but our 13s, 14s, and 15s boys all won that match that you mentioned the the 14 rhinos. Tom, it was Burr Ross Gray, they're called the Ravens, they conceded, so it was a walkover for those, for those teams. So, uh, but overall, at you know, at this break in the season, we have I think in five of our eight underage teams are top of their, di- top of their division, uh, and uh, I think. Similarly, in the, that's in the southeast leagues, and I think the, the Leinster leagues, which are only getting underway, I think we've we've made good starts in those two. So we'll look at Touchwood. It's early in the season, but we, our underage teams seem to be on a bit of a high at the moment. So long may that last. Good so that's stuff, more or less the, the roundup there, Stephen. Lovely, good stuff. Um, we've a few minutes left, lads, and just while squeezing a bit of interprovincial stuff as well, uh, a couple of teams named today for the inter or, or for the. URC at the weekend. Leinster have named an incredible team to play the Scarlets. Um, God help the Scarlets. There's 10 internationals starting. They're starting Sam Prendergast. Um, so they're surrounding Sam with all the experience. And uh, Munster have named a pretty strong team as well for their game. That's going to be another cracker of a game this weekend. So, yeah, there's some stuff on the telly to keep us occupied as well. Um very strong sides out. Of course, the internationals are back as well, but it'd be great now to get a look at a lot of these players now. You know, it is a big year for Jack Crowley, you know, to push on and cement his place like as the Munster in Ireland, number 10 and so on. So, um, interesting times ahead. Yeah, interesting. I think the, the, the Leinster selection looks ominously strong, all right. And it's interesting to what you mentioned, particularly about Sam Prendergast, because he has come on in the last few matches and done quite well. But it's a whole different ball game starting, and as you say, Stephen, starting with that sort of a, a lineup all around you. Uh, I, I'm re- I'm really looking forward to that one because you know he he has star potential, but you know it's a big step up at the same time from 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 twenties to senior. So this is this is a big test. This is a big test, and uh, it'll tell us tell us a lot. You know. Yeah. Well, the only thing I think the only thing there is that he's kind of lucky because Scarlets are poor. Yeah, nah, very, 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 very poor side. Um, I don't know, like the Welsh side, it, it, Welsh it's, side yeah, and it's going to it kind of it's kind of affecting the. I think later on, well, it's but the only good thing about it is lads will get runouts and in other games, and um, it's good to see. Look, there's a lot of young lads coming through, and all, and all the and all the sides, um, Ulster had. Like Ulster beat Munster last weekend. Munster probably should have won that game. I think they they took the foot off the pedal and and uh, let Ulster back into the game and they lost. But there's a couple of really good. There's a, a very good second row coming out of and a young lad up in Ulster. Name has just gone out of my head. I had it a few minutes ago. But Scott Wilson yeah. is it the, the prop? Is it? No, there's a second row. There's a big second row. A young lad. Oh yeah. Came on in the second half. Um, I think he could be. He might even start. He's he's um. I'm kind of saying that it, it, it's the first kind of because they've had like if you look at if you look at Ulster, they've been poor in producing forwards for a team that always produced big forwards throughout the years. Paddy Juden, even you know back in the day, like they, they always had. Yeah, that's had right. Gave a second rows and 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 back row and, and props and hookers, but they've seemed to have bought in an awful lot over the last couple of years. An awful lot of South African stuff to fill, you know, to fill in gaps. And it's good to oh, see yeah. them, you know, other than Henderson, they really haven't had their own sort of solid second. It looks like this young fella hopefully will will come through because the Irish setup needs it. Like, 
there's no point in having an Irish team with just like one one Ulster to get to one or two Ulster players. No, there. you need you, you definitely need you know, strong. You need four provinces. You need the yeah, four yeah, provinces yeah. firing for if we're ever going to stand a chance of winning this elusive uh, quarter final game, like you're yeah, going to need yeah. all the provinces working. I couldn't and, agree and, more. Yeah, and homegrown yeah. players. Like it's good to see um, Ollie, what you call him coming back from from Yeager. New Zealand. Ollie Yeager, Ollie Yeager yeah. coming Lutter, back. Yeah. It doesn't matter who. Like, you know, he's he's like he's he's probably actually needed in Munster more than anything because he, the, for they are their front row seem to be uh, that a little bit weak and and. Tom, mm. um, I only realised last week when we were watching these matches and commenting on our group that yourself and James Banfield are two closet Munster supporters. I'm very taken back by that now. Uh, I think James came out last weekend, so he did. <laughs> uh, well, I've never been. I I have. This is the people uh, laughing because I've always stuck to my guns, and it's just a, fam- it's a history thing. And I'm very loyal in a sense that this happened donkey years, and I was only a nipper before there was any professional rugby, and as it was. Uh, to my father and, and uh, a few other bits and pieces that uh, don't ask me how this came about, but it did, and it kind of stuck with me. So, <laughs> but and, 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 on the other, and on the other hand of it, it's only the senior team. On the other hand, like I do all my work in helping the development of youth, and then like you've been the Lens Youth Committee, and <laughs> and I'm wearing the Leinster stuff for competitions, and, and you go to the RDS you know, well, Tom. Oh, can we let you wave at it, Tom? We let you wave at it. All right, okay. The girls were the girls were down below, and someone had the cheek to ask me who was I actually going to support. I said, "Come on, come on." Tom, once you're explaining, you're losing, but we let you wave at it. All right. (laughs) 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 You have a special Uh, pass, Tom. You know what? If everybody was the same, Paddy, we'd we'd be a sad world, wouldn't it? (laughs) That's true. That's true. A sad world, and we'd have no cracks. At least I get a bit of crack out of it. Uh, Absolutely. No, I'm loyal to me to me to my own province. That they won't look outside. But then well, again, I always, I, we'll always go for the second. They're always second. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm the same as you, Tom. Got into it when I was younger and sure I am a I'm a Wicklow man originally, so um yeah, a friend of mine played rugby for Tolo years ago on Cuddy. He was the oh, one yeah. who got me. You know, remember him, Paddy? I do, yeah, I do, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. was a prop, and uh, he got me into rugby years ago, and he used to go and watch him play for Tullo, Jesus, donkeys years ago now, and uh, yeah, of course, you wouldn't be allowed to support any other province bar Leinster, like, that was it. <laughs> he, he'd watch a lot of rugby, he'd watch everything going like that as well, but if you even <laughs> look side as a monster or anything like that, he'd, <laughs> he'd, he'd whip you into shape, I tell you. Oh yeah, yeah. lads. Uh, we'll knock it on the head for this week's episode. Thanks for joining us as always, uh, James. Nancy not with us today, but hopefully he'll join us again next week. It's a, it's a quiet weekend for you, and that. But we'll have time uh, have something to talk about next week. I think James. Oh. I think James shaking down this one. Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, I, I better, I better not say too much because we have to play them. We still have to play them again. So you know, there's. And he'll be listening. <laughs> so we'll all be very nice. I know he will be listening. <laughs> Absolutely. Lads, go easy. Have a good weekend. Okay, Enjoy see you, Dean. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.